I'm James Ingram, and welcome to Make My Logo Bigger, where we speak with creatives in the ad business. On today's installment of Make My Logo Bigger, we are ecstatic to be sitting with one of the biggest names in advertising in Halifax, a marketing communications leader with over 30 years experience at various ad agencies on both coasts, and president of local top agency Trampoline, the incredible Leslie Gascoigne. At Trampoline, Leslie collaborates with a team of over 25 passionate individuals and oversees the development of integrated marketing communication solutions for regional and national clients such as Pizza Delight, St. Mary's University, Divert Nova Scotia, and most recently Freshie. Leslie understands how to help clients effectively build their brands at all consumer touch points. It's safe to say she has a lot of knowledge to share on this industry. Leslie, how are you? James, I'm doing so well. Surprisingly well, I think, actually, given the last couple of years and yeah. what we've all been through. But yeah. I always want to look at the world through a positive lens yes. and it, there's always something to learn and always always moving forward. So, And it's exciting, yeah. I think, actually, uh, the fact that we're all back out. Yeah. And it's so our exciting. freedom is back. And um, yes, we have constraints. Yes, we have to adjust. But it's, it's uh, at one point, I think we all thought, oh, our life will be ever changed, you know? Yeah. And ultimately, it hasn't. No, it's We've back. Had to yeah, so I think I appreciate it a little more. I because I realize now how quickly true. it can be taken away. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you just sort of realize the fragility, yes. the fragility of life, and how quickly it can turn. And I will say, there was some comfort in the fact that the whole world was going through it together. Yeah, that's true. Other than that first summer where we were the only green on the Google map where there yeah. was no COVID, yeah. other than, I think, the Antarctic and parts of Africa. Yeah. And we were a little smug in that, I yeah. do think. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were yeah. smug. I, yeah, we mm. had great success here for we a long did. time. And then at we the very did. end, we got We did. And then we didn't know how to cope with it, right? Because I think we thought we would yeah. go through it. But uh, anyhow, it was a really, it was a very interesting to live through as a business owner, as, you know, you are a business owner. You yes. can appreciate it. Like, you know, trying to rethink how are we going to we took on the same attitude just sort yeah. of rejig everything where are the opportunities what can we do with this downtime yeah. i don't know what else do you do well you have to there's just no other there's no i other... have no other skills so right <laughs> no other option no other option you weren't going to go get a medical degree or no. anything to no. learn how to jab people with needles no, to it wasn't. give them inoculations or anything like that yeah. but anyhow yeah no i'm i'm happy to know we're here where we where we are now we're now we have this other interesting thing to face that our generation really hasn't faced the whole notion of okay inflation yeah looming recession yeah how does that impact our clients how does that impact our business our staff very, yeah very interesting challenges ahead too so yeah but again what else are we going to do we're going to pivot and yeah. we're going to figure it out is what we're going to do you know i guess as dark as any day can be you the uh, a night's sleep is an amazing thing you know <laughs> you're not in menopausal this, in this <laughs> Um, we, not that I, I don't of. get a good night's sleep and I haven't had one in like 10 years, but I'm well, happy if you can I'm sleep. I tell you, the answer is uh, no coffee after like noon. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's but, true. But there's something about that, you know, is so demanding our business and, you know, and yours is even more mm -hmm. demanding. And then, you know, you only have so much. And then when you go to sleep, you wake up and it's like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Oh, listen, let's you do wake battle up. Again. Oh, it is so interesting right? how, you know, when it's, it's different, it, it looks completely different. It does. Look, three in the morning, you're like, it's all doom and gloom and oh, what, what's over. going to happen? And you wake up in the morning, you're like, what was I even 
Yeah. What was I even worried about? Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it is, it is, I think that's a human condition. It is. Right? Like it, that's part of our DNA that we need to actually uh, allow ourselves to reset and rethink about things uh, yeah. um, so that we can continue. Yeah. Right? And I say this all the time, but it's one thing that's great about what we do is we're not, we're not curing cancer. Yeah. Somebody said that years yeah. ago and I thought, yeah, that's a really yeah. good one. Unless I'm working on a campaign that's exactly. helping about- Curing cancer. Curing cancer. But no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. No, you, you know what? We, I think we all take our business uh, and what we do so seriously. And sometimes you do have to take a step back to realize like we're not sending someone to the moon. Yeah. We aren't doing open heart surgery here. Like- Yeah. We're meant to be having some fun. We're in a fun business. And we I are think sometimes we forget we forget that. Like if we're not having fun, then there's something wrong. There's a lot of fun in there. Yeah. And I would say that probably for any sector and anybody who's doing what they're doing. Like yeah. they need to be there needs to be some fun in what you do in life or otherwise what are you doing? Well, imagine you know? this business if you didn't like it. Oh, I know. It'd be intolerable. Yeah, I know. But I think it's the best business there is. I know. I love it. So can you give us the Reader's Digest summation of oh your professional gosh. journey over the years that brought you to this point in your career? My, I know that's a lot. That's a bit of a word salad. Journey, my professional what? journey over the years. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting. I did not think this was what I would be doing. I mean, I had always excelled. I had a scientific brain, so I had always excelled in sciences and thought that's maybe where I would go. I did not know that. Yeah, like just for whatever reason. And um, but first year for so many kids, and we know this too because we've been working with St. Mary's University as one of our clients for 15 plus years. So and I'm an alum, but this is what happens. It happened then and it happens today. You know, you start out thinking you're going to go in one direction and you soon yeah. realize as you're entering into it, hmm, I don't even really think this is what I want to do. And you make a shift. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I realized it was marketing that I wanted to work in the field of marketing and advertising in particular. How did you realize that? I, you know what? I can't even tell you. Yeah. It's not like it, it was, it wasn't even like you? 18. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I just realized that I wanted to have, uh, the ability to work in communicating compelling messages to people with people and make a difference. I, I don't know how I came to it. And um, so started my career uh, soon after getting my marketing degree uh, with- From uh, St. Mary's? From St. Mary's with a local company led, ironically enough, by a husband and wife team. Wow. Uh, Bruce and Carol Law. Uh, they yeah. had Bruce Law and Associates. Yeah, which was MTNL right, eventually. Which became MTNL, yes. which has become national. Yes. And I know you've had Sarah on the program. And yeah, it's- um. And, you know, they were my first sort of mentors with respect to learning the business and uh, still so young and whatever. And I, I, I loved I loved it. I loved the interaction with clients. I loved learning how to craft the right messaging, um, like or building the brief to craft the right messaging. And um, it was young uh, life with my husband, Mark. I married him quite young to it of university. He also yes. had a uh, had a management degree from Dow. So anyway, we went to seek our fame and fortune in uh, British Columbia. Yeah. We left soon after we got married because we're both really avid skiers. We wanted to, you know, we grew up here, went to university here. We wanted to seek our fame and fortune somewhere else. So, uh, which is what we're trying to stop people from doing now. And in fact, we're attracting more people to the province than yes. we are losing them, which yes. is so exciting. So great. So we, we did that. And um, spent 14 years of our life, really, in BC. And I ended up with an ad agency out there working on, you know, bigger brands, BC Tell, which became, eventually became Bell. Wow. Um, but Shaw Cable Systems, 
Big BC accounts. Lottery, some really great learning yeah. and from some really amazing brand builders, like learning from their minds on how to craft strategies to build brands and the insights that it takes to kind of, because it's not just about like, here's your features and benefits and here's all the things that you need to say and do. Um, it's about uh, It's about connecting. It's yeah. about connecting with someone on yeah. an emotional level. And that's not an, that's not an easy thing to do. And it's especially not an easy thing to do today when you have so many touch points. So much noise. In the digital realm. But anyway, but we missed, um, and Mark, interestingly enough, did the same thing for different agencies in Vancouver. We worked for competing agencies in Vancouver. Interesting. Um, and we would learn from each other and kind of hold each other up and support each other. We both did the same thing. Was it always like, the plan to start your own thing once you got to a certain point of saturation? Oh, well, we, I don't, I think we thought we were there forever, to right. be honest. But the fact is, once we had children... And we realized like what we were, we really missed our, you know, both sets of grandparents were here. We missed Nova Scotia. We love, BC is beautiful. It Don't is. get me wrong. And he ended up, it was part of his stint. He was working as the director of marketing at Whistler Blackcomb for a few years. And, <laughs> you know, we were living the life. Yeah. It was fun. But the fact is, this is a pretty special part of the world. Yeah, and we were starting to realize like we want our children to grow up knowing their grandparents, being able to like feel like I knew that we had done the right thing when we decided to move back. Um my eldest Connor, I was walking down Spring Garden Road one day and um I ran into someone I knew, you know, we stopped, yeah. had a big conversation. Yeah. And as we were walking away, Connor said, Mommy, was that another cousin? You know, like right. he was so happy to just like be familiar, no, not be in a city of strangers. Wow. It was, and um, we were so happy to be back. But when we came back, we looked specifically to buy into like a, a small ad agency. And so we happened upon Page and Wood. I remember that. Right. So Eric Wood, Dennis Page, yes. father of Elliot Page. Yes. And uh, I had worked with them actually at Bruce Law and Associates, you know, 14 years previously. They were looking for a succession plan. So we bought into that yeah. company, then bought them out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Trampoline was born 19 years ago. Yeah. Like, you know, who would have thought? That's crazy. I wouldn't have yeah. not said that long ago. And it was, you know, we had a vision of like, I think we were 11 people at the time. Yeah. And we had a vision of like, let's just do good work. Good work can happen anywhere Mike in the Jones world. Mike Jones and Brad Dykema oh were there. Oh my God, there you go. Yeah. There you go, right? Yeah. We've just kind of slowly and organically grown it yeah. from there. Yeah. You know, I don't think we ever had a vision for it being, you know, the size that it is it now. It got big. And, like, I mean, well, it is big, but it was a 40 people before COVID, wasn't it? It would have been like high 30s. Yeah. That's a, yeah. You know, it's pretty good size. And it was a good size and working with Nova Scotia tourism at the time, yes. sharing that with an agency in Toronto. Yeah. And, but you know what? We've we've retrenched a little. We're twenty-five people now. Um, we've still got, you know, we've still got like St. Mary's University, yeah. Halifax Shopping Center. These yeah. are these are clients we've had uh, you know, for fifteen years plus. It's something I always notice that you keep clients. Well they stay a, with you. You know what it is? It, you find a groove, right? And you find people you want to work with and you're making a difference and you have a level of trust with each other. Because it's all about trust. Yeah. You know, and um, it's been great. And the people that we've had the ability to work with has been amazing. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you, we put you guys in this category, but it's so fun to have these long-term relationships with people. And yeah. every year, Doctors Nova Scotia is an example. Every year we usually hear from them and we go and we do a campaign and it's like the loveliest right? job for us. They're so lovely. They're so appreciative. Yeah. 
And again, it's in this, we were talking about earlier, but it's in the healthcare sector. You really feel like, okay, I'm making a small difference here somehow. Absolutely. Well, it's all about, yeah, it's all about making that connection. And meeting these people. I mean, the doctors are, they're just incredible people. Right. Well, and, you know, and I can't even remember the first campaign we worked on together, James. I mean, you've been there from day one with us, supporting us always when, because yeah, along the way we've worked with our fair share of not-for-profits and really trying to make a difference because we, um, you know, we do have a a mantra of like being a force of positive change, Yes, you know, and really kind of trying to live up to that in helping some of the not-for-profits, you know, that work we did with Shelter Nova Scotia or or the work you just did for us yesterday where we're, you know, you're sensitively like out shooting the encampments in Halifax and, you know, it's... And thank you for that. It is lovely to be able to... It's extremely satisfying work. Well, it is. And it's lovely to be able to have uh, a relationship, these longstanding relationships. Yeah. Again, because it, I think if you weren't actually liking the people that yeah. you're working with, it whether work. it's your colleagues or your partners or your clients, then yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. You, know? you need to be doing something else. Yeah. It's what it's all about, I think. So what is being the president of an agency then size what what is a day in the life like for you at the end of the day it's really about helping to inspire and manage people to do what they do best you yeah. know whether it's helping to advise a client on a particular challenge or direction set the direction strategically for a brand or help to lead the team and collaborating with each other because we have so many to do our jobs um so, you know, modern agency, you know, is one that has a mix of your strategy, your creativity, the technology, the paid media, the social media, like there's all these different levers Pieces. that you need to, that you need to sort of bring together. And so it's a matter of helping to manifest that and set the tone and, and bring those teams together to collaborate when they need to, let them do their thing yeah, and interject when necessary, step back when necessary. Yeah. I, in particular, because I think I just enjoy the people so much, I will probably get involved to, to too much detail. Like, okay, I can't help myself to get, to get right in the trenches just because yes. I love it so much. But uh, more and more, I'm trying to, again, as president, my role is to, to rise other people up and yeah. bring people up and create them to be the best that they can be. And over the years, again, we've been around long enough that we've we've had folks that have left us and gone on to create their own agencies, yes. you know, to go off and do other wonderful award-winning work from other, you know, places yep. in the country. And um, some of them have come back to us after, you know, yep. years away. Some of them are doing other things. Like, it's, it's actually lovely to see you are... Um, um, you can't really expect people to stay with you forever and ever, but yeah. I think we've been pretty proud. Yeah, with being able to hang on to retention, retaining people today is challenging, yeah. right? Because they're they are shrinking. It's a shrinking talent pool. Yeah, with lots of other fun opportunities where people can work around the world now. Yeah. so you really have to um, you have to treat people you correctly. Do. You really do. And honor what they do. And, you know, I think the saying what, you know, put out what you expect to get back, like pay it forward. If you just continue to just do what's right, you know, it's going to. It works out. It does. It's that simple. It does. You know, I think it's uh, it's an interesting thing with human nature, you know. So what is it like in a typical day? I'm just interested in this. And from the time you start your work, hmm. and I'm not that there is a typical day, but what? how does it unfold? You get into the office and. Yeah, I mean, and it's every day different. I, I find that I am, every day is different. Yes. But I, right now I do like to be in the office because I just, I, I get more focused and I feel, um, and plus. The and, energy. And I feel the energy there. We do have folks that 
will work, you know, mostly from the office. But then if they need to work from home, they're working at home, too, as we all, you know, need to be flexible there. I like to try and keep my door open. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's generally just people coming in, asking a question, helping, right. helping, helping to provide a little bit of guidance on, you know, some kind of challenge that they might be having. And sometimes it's, you know, the difference between like trying to coach them or, you know, my, actually, are they asking me for my advice or are they, right. you know, trying to determine like, is this a coaching moment? Is this a mentorship moment? Is this a moment where I need to sort of like, okay, here's really what needs to happen here? Yeah. I've often thought St. Mary should give you an honorary degree in psychology or something. Uh, you know, I do. No, because wish. you're very, you're very good with personalities and with people and managing uh, that. Thanks, James. And maybe well, your superpower. I only took like Psych 101 and I do. It's something that I often say with a lot of folks that um, over the years, like, I wish I had taken more psychology. It's ah, all about psychology, our business, yeah. you know. Well, and it's about, it's our business as people, whether it's clients or our colleagues or or the consumers that were, yeah. whose hearts we're hoping to touch. Like, it's about connecting with people it's all at human all levels. business, yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it interesting. So I probably de facto have a bit of a psych degree, but... Yes, no doubt. Not really, but... Yeah. You learn. St. Mary's, she needs that degree. Yeah. <laughs> that can be the honorary degree they... Distow on you. Right? Yeah. So we kind of talked about this, but you, throughout your career, you've you've worked on both coasts, started in, in Vancouver. We talked about that. Talked about what brought you back to Halifax. So I think we've answered that question. Well... Moving right along. Never, um, never regretted that decision. No. Like, no, like just to come back here and have our boys grow up here and... And just love it. Love it here. It's hilarious, though, James. I will say that uh, it's better now. But, you know, we did we have opened our arms really to the world. Nova yeah. Scotia now has opened our arms to the world. And we we do understand the benefits of immigration and, you know, having a diversity of people here. And but it wasn't easy to come back originally because no. you knew you have this this notion of, oh, like, who did you think you are going away? You, right. You know, that we, we had CFA status for a, a few years. Right. Which we didn't really come from away. Right. Like, yeah. We didn't even, I don't think we knew about that little bit of, yep. you know, that little it's attitude that, that is a thing. thing. Yeah. And, but I don't think we thought we would face it because yeah. we're from here, but no, we did face it. A like, little you bit, know, we yeah. needed to kind of like prove ourselves yeah. here. You yeah. Know? That's right. That was long ago. And I don't know if that's still, I, I think that will fade away probably oh, as the has. generations turn oh, over. I think and it the totally people, has. Yeah. Oh, and we've just like really welcomed the world. And I mean, we have, you know, the piece by chocolate, you know. Incredible we, story. Yeah. You know, it's just, um, and attracting so many, I know this from working on, by virtue of working on St. Mary's University, like the yeah. international students that we are attracting to the region. Yeah. Who want to stay. Yeah. Who choose to stay. And five years ago, they would have been gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been great for us. It so has. now the province needs to keep up. Well, yeah, there's a whole host of other things mm -hmm. that have to be done too, but, mm -hmm. but people coming here is fantastic. It is. Yeah. I love it. At Trampoline, we've kind of touched on this, but you have a, put a lot of time into team building. Yeah. And human-centered work. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah. It's, it's really comes, that may sound trite, but really nope. what we are ultimately doing is making connections, you know, meaningful connections with, with, that's ultimately what our role is, I think, to help bring work to life. That's going to allow our clients' brands have meaningful connections with whoever their target is. So we help determine who that target is and what their mindset is and how we can change that mindset and reach them at the appropriate place and time with a something that plants a seed, right? Yes. 
So you really, it's about relationships with people at every level, you know, yeah. you need to build trust with, with the team that you have, who's creating the work. You need to develop a rapport and trust with those clients who, whose work you're helping to build, whose brands you're helping to build. And sometimes that's not an easy no. task, right? No. Like you're, they come to you with a challenge and you're querying that a little bit sometimes, right? Like, is that the right way? Is right. that the right, like, yeah. um, I know you've spoken with Sean King, our creative director, senior VP, like he's, you know, he's often asking the question, like, is, are we, are we answering the right question? Like, Sounds let's like just, Sean. let's just make sure we're, you know, we're being asked to solve the right Yeah the right question here. And um, so, and sometimes that there's a bit of tension with that, right? Where you are pushing back a little, say, is this, is this really what you want to do? Okay, yeah. now we're, now we're going to embark on it. So you have to build, you have to build bridges, you know, and build yeah. that rapport. Yeah. And it, you know what it means? It means actually being human yeah. and being like, like showing when you're, you know, being transparent about, you know, not always having the right answers Yes, and showing vulnerability and being transparent with, okay, we've actually messed this up a little, like, right. you know, and I always, you know, I don't like to ever make mistakes with any of the work that we're doing, but if we have made a mistake, whether it's a typo or, or what have you, like, I would love for us to be the ones That's to, interesting. To, to bring it out, to say to the client first, we effed up. So sorry. Yeah. You don't have to pay for that. Like we want to be the ones to say it first, yeah. you know? And, um, it's, it, you find people are forgiving in that oh, regard. hundred percent. That's really of interesting. Course. Yes. Of course they are because you're you're not trying to pretend, right? You're not trying to no. like, like uh, you're not hiding it. Well, and it's interesting because I've worked for a lot of um in in the time that we worked in Vancouver, Mark and I both worked for different like multinational ad agencies, you know, who reported to New York. And, yeah, like, it was all about revenue and profit margins, and yeah. you know, clients come to us for our opinion, and we always have to be right, and you can never show weakness. Yes, and it's not a philosophy that I ever really fully um adopted adopted. Yeah. Because I felt like it's not, again, There's, it's not true. Like, yeah. yes, of course we're going, we have expertise and we have talent and we have an opinion. And that's you, why they're coming to you. Right. But, you know, they're also going to trust you more if you actually show, yeah. show that weakness and show that vulnerability. They'll realize, oh, okay. You yeah. Know? So that's served us well yeah. over the years. And that's a philosophy that we have with our staff as well. Like, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Like, try not to make the same mistake twice, but no. don't be... Don't yeah. be afraid of that. Yeah. You know? The other thing that I find is the other side of that is when the client makes a mistake. Yep. And it's costing you time and money. Yep. And how you respond to that, you know? Yeah. I can we just even more so the last few years with everything we've gone through, I just try to put myself in other people's shoes more and more. Yeah. Forget about the money and just say, what's the right thing to do here? Exactly. Then you know, they're not doing this on purpose. They're in a spot. Everybody's trying to struggle and get ahead. Oh, listen, I What's think- What's $500 at the end the, of the day? At the end of the day, it's nothing. No, I know. Well, and it's interesting because I think we often, like for what we do and for what you do, like, you know, capturing that right moment, like it's mm. the be all end all, right? It you know? is. And, and, and you become so embroiled or for us to develop a campaign and, you know, for, for the client to pick the campaign that we feel is the most compelling, like you put so much of your heart and soul into it. But the fact is that it's, um at the end of the day, it's really just about making sure that if something does go- the way you didn't intend, like, how are you in that moment? Yeah. How you show up in that moment? Yeah. How you take the falls with the rises. That's right. You know, like, there's so much learning in that. Yeah. And um, I, again, back to a client, it's hard for us to understand how much stress they're under. Yeah. You know, like, I know. We, for us, we're, like, so critical, but we're forgetting that, like, we're, like, one twentieth of their day. They have so many other things that are. But I do think that if you do develop that rapport 
um, you know, and do show that, again, if you open your heart up a little, they'll open their heart to you too. Exactly. It makes it easier for them it to does. do it. It does. You, you find know? that common human yeah. ground and it's just beautiful. Yeah. I think that's what's inspired the notion of us being like human centered again, because it's just, it's about making, making sure that we are making that human connection. So it does, it does make the work better. It does make your culture better. Yeah. You know, it does make your wellness better. It just retains, you know, when you have that type of attitude consistently, uh-huh. people gravitate to that. You know, if you check the other boxes too, yeah. the work's good yep. and everything else, plus you're easy to work with and you're understanding and you don't blow a gasket every time something goes off yeah. the rails, why wouldn't you come back well, to that? Well, yeah, it's, that's, that's so true. And, you know, sometimes it does mean, you know, you do need to adjust the way you approach something if, you know, if there's a challenge or a client that's really looking for you to be strident in a, in a certain position, like uh, you have to rise up to that challenge and be strident. Yep. And again, read the room. Reading the room. Read the room. Um, trust your instincts. Yeah. Trust your instincts. How much do you rely on your intuition? Oh, 90%. And crazy. Yeah. I don't think I really realized the, I, I was never making like a table of like when, when it came true or not, but I think it's like, I will say that to young people, like if your spider senses are tingling, there's a reason. Yeah. Like listen to that. Yeah. Stop and stop and listen to yeah. that. Like there's something there and figure out what's making that Noise happen. in your head. Yeah. And, um, and trust that and don't, you know, it does sometimes mean deviating from what you think is on paper. But I think if you follow that and listen to that, and I think we might have forgotten that a little yeah. over the last few years yeah. because we've been, you know, back to what we were talking about before we started rolling here, you yeah. know, that we've been working in that fight or flight zone, um, zone yeah. and have become so entrenched in like, like polarized on it's either this way or this way. And they're so far apart. Yeah. Um, it's being comfortable in exploring what's in that messy middle and ruminating in that yeah. a little. Yeah. And I think, I think it hasn't helped that we are so reactive and we are, you know, we are looking at thousands of messages a day and we are so quick to respond yeah. that we are losing our ability to actually sit in something and for absorb, a take yeah. a second. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So, I mean, I can remember, you know, we've worked on some larger jobs and they've been, some have been challenging mm -hmm. and, you know, I remember some conversations that were challenging and it's just, but I always knew when we were working with you and your team, we'd get through this, right? Yeah. It will work. Yeah. Well, and I think if you have- As a supplier, that, you know, means a lot, but we know that we've got the backing of the agency and that mm -hmm. we're all on the same page and- yeah, it's funny. And I don't, you know, I even don't like the word supplier because yeah. it m makes it feel like it's a transactional partner. It's just, it's yeah. just transaction versus yeah. like, yeah, working yeah. as a partner together. Yeah. And so, you know, I try to change language sometimes yes. when I. Semantics are yeah, important. Yeah, they are. So you, you were kind of answering the next questions as we go along here, but this is something I'm interested in. What is the best advice you've received over the years in this business? You know, it's been too many years for me to, <laughs> to remember where I picked this up. Yep. Whether it was someone who said it or whether I read it. And it's about always staying curious. Yeah. Always make sure you stay curious. Is that the Viking River cruise guy? <laughs> he likes to stay curious. <laughs> I don't know where I heard it. Yeah. No, it's um, it's great. If you can keep your curiosity, because that's about being open to learn, constantly like learning to be agile, to pivot, to be open-minded, to 
it it keeps you young. It keeps you yeah. It keeps you from getting set in your ways of like there's only one way to do this. I think you kind of hit on it because that's I think when I think about it, that's what gets me excited. When I look at my inbox and I see an email about a new project coming from an agency from trampoline, we want to talk to you about this. I'm like, this is great. You know, it's just yeah. You just like what's this about? Like oh, you know, yeah. and what challenge do we have ahead of us? How are we going to tackle it? Um. And, you know, even the learning, like, you know, with, again, with technology and the way we tackle developing our, like our multi-channel media plans now, like the technology is changing so much in terms of how you interact with people in, in all of these different channels. And you have to stay ahead of that game. You have to, you have to, and be willing to experiment and be willing to actually fail. And think about, and thinking about like something that you know nothing about and Mm -hmm. having you come up to speed in a very quick, not only come up to speed on what it is, but then you have to learn enough about it to create a campaign or a strategy right? to help it. Right. And also learn about, yeah, learn about that sector, learn about that challenge, learn about what's in that target's mindset, learn about how we're going to reach them most effectively. And then and then being willing. Uh, I guess the other component of that is the best piece of advice, like be okay with failure. Yeah. You know, like that's another thing that has struck well, with me. Well, that's my favorite topic because yeah. I think failure is essential. I yeah. say this to my kids all the time. Yeah. Please do not be afraid and encourage failure. Well, and we as a society yeah. are shying away from it and we are protecting Dangerous. our kids too much. We are, you know, what did I, I, yeah. we could have a whole other topic on this, right? I mean, where we won't allow our kids to lose a soccer game or, right. you know, receive an F on a paper yeah. or learning to fail and rising up from failure is oh, the best thing it's the best. to know that you have that resilience and to know that you have the ability to overcome and to to learn that skill set. And we're, we're suffering a little, I think, in society. Yeah. We have a whole cohort of, of, uh, of kids who are now, you know, in their thirties who yeah. are still afraid of failure. Yeah. And that's something we, that we need to, we need to really be aware of. Yell from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard someone say one time, I never learned anything from success. Right. Think about it. Because it's just too just think easy. About it. it is. It's You've too easy. It just comes to you. Yeah. What do you need to even bother for? Check. Yeah. I mean, so many of our the world's greatest artists came from these conditions that were Incredible they needed to struggle. rise out. They had to rise out of wherever they were, you know? And some of the greatest ones never realized it. it they, their success came after their death. Right. I know. Too sad for words. <laughs> So what advice would you give to young creatives? You have young creatives coming in. All yeah, them. we do. What do you look for? What do you, what do you, what advice do you have for them when they're starting with you? It's, um, and I wouldn't limit this to just any creatives that join us. It would be any, anybody who's joining us, uh, at the start of their career is sort of what we talked a little bit about before, like being open to making mistakes and being okay with making mistakes Yeah, to show your vulnerability to be okay with showing vulnerability because I think overall there's become a little bit of a tendency for people to not want to show chinks in their armor and just to feel like they always have it under control. Yeah. It's okay to to not always get it, to yeah. admit that you don't always have it and ask for the help. Yeah. You know, it's about the asking for help. Yeah. I think some of that is part of this business. I mean, it's always thought in my mind, you know, you, you have to be very careful what happens 
happens because maybe your phone stops ringing, right? That's always been, I'm sure, you know, it's just something in the back of the head. You're just like, well, what if the phone stops ringing if I piss off the wrong person? Mm-hmm. You know, I think. But I think what you're saying, and I agree, is we, we it's a two-way street. Like mm-hmm. you have to allow people to make missteps. Yep. It's so true. And, and well, not you know, yeah, and, jettison and, them. No, and and um, yeah, like everybody's going to make a mistake. So just again, don't make the same mistake twice. Well, be okay yeah. with it. Yeah, and be open and willing to learn. And I think to listen, yeah, actually to actually listen, to not just react. That is more important than ever. To do a lot of listening. Uh, I think that's a good uh, general mantra talent to have throughout your career, but especially early in your career to yeah. not you know there's and there's a difference. Like it's active listening too. Yeah. Not just like nodding your head and um yes, 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 but you no know, really absorbing what that yeah. means, you yeah. know? So those I think are the some of the things that we instill with the young folks who are starting with us just to to do that and, and the trusting your instincts. So again, it's just it's trying to build on because again we attract folks from so many different disciplines. So it's trying to build on the talents they already have, identify the strengths that they have, lean into those. Yes. And so it's not it's not an easy task, but it's really it's lovely when it all sort of comes to fruition. And it's a beautiful thing when it when it you know I heard the term I think Sue Love used it one time. We were working on a ALC campaign. Uh-huh. I'm not sure it went to air, but anyway, you know she said we were all shoot drunk. And I what thought that's mean? It was what beautiful. Did she mean by that like you know that as buzz in, like, you're in the yeah, shoot and you're yeah, everybody's you're, clicking you're in and, that you're yeah. in that zone right yeah. well i often think like that well that happens right when a group of people a team comes together where you're yeah. all working on something together yeah. you know and yeah. you're each one of you is part of that and you you're know, all like, buzzed on it right and no one person is more important than the other you're working collaboratively on it and i often think like film sets are like that yes you know you become like a family yeah you become like a family and sometimes it's a dysfunctional family oh, let's yeah. face it but Again, be good in the dysfunction. Be yeah. okay in the uncomfortableness of yeah. sometimes. You know, that's another muscle I think we've been missing in the last little while is being okay, being uncomfortable. You know, nobody is, 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 um, there's people now who don't feel okay about being uncomfortable. They want to quickly move into another zone. Yeah. And, um, again, just, just learning to, to be okay with that. But comes with a lot of years to know that that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I think experience is underrated in this business in a lot of ways. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, it is it is something that we face, Mark and I now having been, you know, leaders of trampoline for as many years as we have. And, you know, the advertising you'd think is a young person's game. And it is to a large degree. But yeah. there's also lots of room for just that expertise, that sage advice. Do of you like, feel that when you're in the room with a client, a large client, and they know that, okay. I do. We're with someone who's been doing this for a very long now. time. We feel good about this. I do she's now. Gonna, she's going to really take care of us. It's interesting. I don't think I had realized, you know, when I was a 35-year-old, like, yeah. Oh, you know, I think I would have thought that by now I'd be long gone doing something else. Yeah. And I'm actually so happy to <laughs> yeah. be still here yeah, at 57. Yeah, same. Doing it and continuing to learn. Yeah. Drawing on the experience that I've had um, to help the younger folks who are coming, I mean, you know, coming up yeah. through the ranks and needing to help build their build 
build their muscles and build what they need to build. So it's no, I, I love actually the age that I am and yeah. the fact that I'm still around and yeah. doing doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, because I also have a great team. Well, I'm lucky enough to have a great team of folks around me too, yeah. who I'm still learning so do from. I. Yeah. You know, they're learning from me and I'm learning from them. So yeah. as long as you're recognizing that you're still learning from each other. Yeah. It's, it's all, all good. good. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to be around for as long as anybody will have me. Yeah. But, same here. But um, I only now feel interestingly almost fully comfortable in my almost fully comfortable in my skin. Not quite. But yeah. I'm not sure if I ever will, but it does feel good right now. Just yeah. just to know that we've helped we've helped build this great team of people and um worked with some great, great clients and and with yet more yet to come. It's incredible so. what you've built there. It's well, really, it's really great. It's just been steady, Eddie. It's yeah. been steady, Eddie. And there's been, there's look, you know, there's lots of people who've been around for for lots of years, and I'm loving seeing what Phil Otto has done with Revolve right. yeah. and Believe Co. and how he's yep. how he's evolving his presence back to. MacArthur Thompson in law that became national and yeah. other part of this network. Like the the fact that things are ever changing, yeah, keeps it exciting. And we're like you said at the beginning, we're becoming more on the radar. The beacon is getting brighter uh-huh. down here. Uh-huh. So buckle up. <laughs> we're seeing it. We are. We're feeling it. You know, with um, with you know, just there's a there's a palpable energy. I yeah. think about uh, you know, we get. We have the benefit of also working with Events East. So things are starting, you know, obviously have started to ramp up there. And the fact that the city has come alive oh, again, man. you know. We've been working a lot lately with the, the convention center, which is really interesting because that's sort of the, uh, what would you say, sort of the. Oh, it's the heartbeat. That's it. It's the heartbeat of the city when they, and they're booming. Yeah, they truly are. You they know? truly are. So I'm like, okay, yeah. here we go. Uh, yeah, I saw that you were just shooting a campaign with them, which yeah. is exciting. Which is really, it was nice. It was, uh, we did videos um, with their people that work there. Yeah. Talking about what they do and making them heroic. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they are, what they do. I mean, the event business, at uh, one point in my life, I did think, oh, it would be great to be it's exciting. an event planner. And we have, you know, like Jennifer Park Hill is a great friend of yes. mine. She's built this fantastic business. I don't know how she does what she does. Like, it's just, it, you know, all the work that goes in and the detail that goes into pulling off an amazing She's great event. to work with. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I adore her. Do you have a favorite campaign project that you've done over the years? You know, or a few. There are, yeah, there are like there are so many. Um, but it's uh, you know, a few that come to mind. Um, we've been lucky enough over the years to also have worked with um the team at Discover Halifax, and you know, we have a real passion for the you city do. and for the province, and uh, we worked with them in the summer of 2020. It was the spring of 2020, and we had just come out of that very first um, wave, very first wave, and. We they came to us and asked to help Haligonians feel safe about stepping back foot outside. We needed to bring the city back to life. We have so many local businesses, so many restaurants, so many great things about this city. Yeah. And of course, we had all done such a great job of staying home when we needed to stay home. But now we had all these local businesses that were at risk of Closing. going under. And so we worked on a campaign um, to help encourage Haligonians to come back out. And it was that summer where we were so lucky to still not have, you know, to 
not have the wave. Um, yes. And um, so we developed a campaign that we called Heart Soul Halifax, uh-huh. you know, and it was really just about encouraging Haligonians to come back out. And it felt really good to work on it uh, because we we also collaborated with um, Coast Magazine always did their summer. They always had a summer magazine, that, or summer a summer issue that would yes. talk about all the great things that were happening in the region for the summer. And, you know, Coast had stopped printing, yeah. right? They had stopped uh, publishing a printed version because they just, no one was picking it up. No one yep. was going out. And so, and there was a, a huge cost involved and, yeah. you know, in printing those. And so it lived online only, which was fine. But as part of this campaign, we realized, okay, well, you know, people count on that publication to like to help them for the summer. So we actually reached out to the publisher, to Christine, to say, okay, well, like, what would it take for you to actually create a, a printed paper? Like, we have some some money behind this campaign, and we could probably find some other partners who would help fund right, it. Right. And um, she gave us a number that was very achievable. And I said, okay, I know who we're going to call. We're going to call Atlantic Lottery. So it was Chris Keevil who was running Atlantic Lottery at the time. Yep. It was I phoned Carrie. Cousins at Events East and I said okay between- but that's experience that's relationships that right? you've built over the last 20 yeah, years that you're so. able to go to yeah and say look if you if you fund this part and you fund this part and you fund this part we can bring the coast back you know the physical coast back um, into people's fingertips for the summer yeah. and you know they didn't hesitate you know no. and it was fantastic it just felt really good to work yeah. on a campaign yeah. that you know it had other components to it it yeah. had outdoor it had all sorts of fun you things you have but- that though you have that ability though in spades it's very hard to say no to you <laughs> so i think when i have something but also that's the power of positive thinking it is James. it that's is like you manifest it's the way you present you, it's it it's manifest destiny like you're yes. like okay it's uh this is going to happen so let's just figure out how it's going to happen yeah but it's not strong arming it's no. maybe just using the powers Far from of, it it's the powers of persuasion so that one sticks out to me i think that that felt really good. There's been all sorts of fun things in my career too. I remember early in my career back in the Bruce Law and Bruce yes. Law and Associates days, they were pitching McDonald's restaurants for Atlantic Canada. No, like they didn't have an agency in Atlantic Canada at that point. They had them for a while, but it was uh, they wanted after us. Like yes. this is the first time that uh, they were actually going to have an agency in Atlantic Canada. I'm talking. This is a long time ago, James. Yep. This was like 1980s eight or okay. something. And, you didn't um, have to say that, but that's No, a, it was. Yeah, it, a while it, it literally was that that <laughs> that year, I think. And um they had always um the the franchisees in Atlantic Canada wanted their own agency. And so we pitched it was like we were pitching the big guys in Toronto, you know? And yeah. it was we won it. It was exciting. Wow. It, the interesting thing was I think it was the media side of what we did that really helped us win the business and the connectivity. They wanted someone really from Atlantic Canada. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. And um what was fun about that is two years later, one of the local franchisees had been experimenting and came up with the McLobster. Wow. So it was, you know, it was before McLobster days. And yeah. anyway, so that was a fun, that was a fun one. But look, there's, there's too many to mention, but I think Oh, there was also, sorry, a campaign that I worked on that was that was one of the most eye-opening uh, campaigns that we did. And it was for the Department of Health and Wellness at the yeah. time. That's what they were called. And it was about reducing the stigma around problem gambling. And uh, again, it, this was a learning experience for me because this would have been in the early 90s. And I would have had the experience of having worked, you know, to lead the BC lottery business and buying 649 tickets and scratch yeah. and win tickets. Yeah. 
yeah. and, you know, oh, this is just an innocent indulgence. There's nothing wrong with gambling like that. Well, the VLT machines were Brutal. very, very um, prevalent at the time. And um, to dig into that research and truly understand just how decimating yeah. it was for these folks who got addicted to the bells and the whistles yeah. and would come in and would... And the neurological yes, things that happened. Yes, yeah. and the study behind yeah. it and wanting to feed that even more. Yeah. And um, not really, like really now then understanding that the insidiousness of what actually goes on behind the scenes technically to get someone addicted and letting the public know like this is also a stigma that you need to be aware of that you have and be open to like helping people yeah. um, who have been impacted by this. So yeah. it was about, um, and the focus groups and the research that we did in that for that campaign were were incredibly eye-opening. So that's one that I, that I remember like promoting, you know, it was actually featuring a guy who had overcome his um, anxiety to actually reach out and make a phone call. And it was somebody who was in like a phone booth who was ready yeah. to make the one 800, but you know, phone booths don't exist anymore. But, no, yeah, but it, that's poignant. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, um, you know, there's, there's so many over the years. And that's interesting because the client that we worked with at, at that time, he, he went off to do other things within the government and he's come back in our lives in the wow. last year or so, right? There so, you go. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I, another question, one, one more question. I've always kind of wondered about this. How do you market yourself as an agency? Oh, you know what? It's like right? the cobbler's children yeah. wear no shoes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're terrible. We're the terrible con, the at con, it. The contractor's front oh my yard. God. Yeah, we're terrible at it. You know, like um, we would like to think that, you know, it is wor positive word of mouth. Like, I mean, you know, you are, it is ultimately a small city. So your reputation does build, right? Yes. Like, and people in the business community talk to each other. They ask questions. They know who's good, who's not by virtue of asking questions. You know, we have over the years experimented with different things. We don't do a paid SEM campaign. We, you know, we've tried from yeah. time to time doing yeah. that. We get a lot of spam. We get a lot of, you know, it's, yeah. it's. Uh, I think really where we're finding that we get the most traction is in the social media space. Right. Where we are um, just showing up in that space to show who we are, what yep. who our culture is, what we're up to from week to week. There's a little bit of a legacy component to what, like we've been around so long now, like we've got. We, you know, we call them our tramps. That's Todd not Blevins. Todd Blevins. We saw him when he was here. Yeah. Good. Uh, last month, you know, he's doing so great. Love, love, loved working with Todd. Todd, man, tell you every we had to, you had to come with your game. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. He, he had his shit together oh, for sure. And he was yeah. 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 No. He. Um. That's right. Because I think of a few of the photo shoots that yeah. we've done together with him. But I would say the social space is the most interesting. Yeah. Space, I believe, because it's right now. Because it's it's you need to be authentic. You need to just yeah be true to yourself and it shows who you really are so people can see through you yeah. pretty easily if you don't yeah. if you're not showing up in that space it's right true. so both for ourselves and for our clients we like working in that arena and it's fun because creatively you need to show up differently in that space yeah yeah again it makes me excited to think about you know how the world has changed and buying media programmatically and now we're going to be we can deliver you know distinct messages to people's homes on their smart TVs knowing who Incredible. they are at the profile of that person versus their neighbor that you know one person is going to get a message that their neighbor isn't going to get on their smart yes. TV you know like that's that's pretty compelling you it know? is and so that's targeted it's very
very targeted. And then you get to be in a dialogue with them. You get to have them be part. It's just, yeah, it's neat. Yeah. I, you know, I would never have imagined. Well, you know what was so fun thinking of campaigns that yeah. historically we've worked on back, like, I want to say it was like 2005. It was one of the very first years that we worked with St. Mary's on their recruitment brand. Yeah. And, you know, just all of this emerging platforms that were happening and uh, YouTube was just sort of starting to take off. And we were recognizing the power of like consumer generated content and yeah. the fact that, the you know, it was, it was going to be it was going to be in the power in the hands of the actual students themselves to be able to do whatever. So we actually worked with Jamie Davison, who yes. had a, a digital agency at the time. And we were like, Jamie, like we need you to build SmewTube for us. Wow. So we, we created the notion of SmewTube where it was, you know, like and he, I think, you know, probably probably borrowed like a lot of the same platform as what YouTube was to like deliver videos that students at SMU, it's like the first, these international students that I talked about earlier, like the first time they experienced snow, they would videotape it wow. and like upload it to SMUTube so that other students could see it. It was, it only it lasted for maybe so you're, 18 months. You're very good at creating communities. I guess so. Yeah. You know? And I, I yeah. noticed, but I also noticed that at work, there's always, food is a big right. thing at trampoline, but you know, it's, it's the the original way of bringing people together. Yeah, it's so true. Okay, that's insightful. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but no? yeah. you're right when we were building that new space and who the heck knew, right? Like we yeah. we, we moved because we had outgrown our space up there on Barrington Street. We yeah. were busting out at the seams. You were. And so 2019, we take the big leap to, um, okay, we're going to go. And you get didn't us. go small. I like, no, mean, listen, the, the interior okay. of oh your God. office is gorgeous. We love and it. And it's huge. But who knew, right? Like, I mean, we went bigger than we needed on purpose because we're like, okay, we need to plan for future growth and we don't want to have to do this, this again, again where we yeah. have to like carve corners out of you know staircases and that was no fun and um you know kill them properties owned that owns yes. the building that we are in now and they be you know they're our landlord and they're also a client so working together with them has was great and we purposefully planned that kitchen to be huge and to have that big table for us all to come together harvest we table yeah we had no idea that covid was going to happen nope. i mean how lucky were nope. we that we did have that space you know in 2020 to be able to bring people back because we could it was big enough for us to be there and be socially distant from each other yeah right? i remember talking to jeff I think, I mean, you guys were renting that out. Well, you rented it to us right. so that we could do a live stream video right. for a company in Vancouver. That's and I know right. you did other stuff there. My Paul McCurdy was in right. there during that setting up with Accomplice. And right. Yeah, no, yeah. And we often, we do, we do rent it out or, you know, lend it to folks as they need because it is a beautiful yeah. space. Well, I think when he used it, they actually painted the wall, one of the walls, a particular color. And we were like, oh, okay, we like that. <laughs> you don't need to paint that back. We like that. Keep it. But um, yeah, no, I think having... Having a space where, you know, you feel, well, and it's also, we built it specifically um, to have a lot of collaboration space, a lot of yeah. breakout space. So an open concept, yeah. um, but that had also lots of breakout rooms and- Purpose built. Well, because we were running, we realized that, again, collaboration is so critical to what we do. And it's been interesting to try to emulate collaboration. Like in the time when we were all in lockdown, of course, collaborating over Zoom yeah. ain't so much fun. Nope. But now- you know, it's like it's now trying to figure out the new way of collaborating when you're in a hybrid situation and it's possible. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. But we, we love that space. It's wonderful space. It's all good. Is there anything else you want to tell us? I appreciate you, James. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate you guys, too. I, and I, thank yeah. you for making the time to do this. And- <laughs> 
I'm so I, happy I to. I know you're busy. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's like, you know, the old adage, if you want something done, give it to a busy person because they'll make it, they'll make it happen. But yeah. no, I'm so honored you asked me. And so are you, thank you. Yeah. And it, we'll have you back again. We'll see what happy comes. Happy to. Happy to. Thanks, James. This has been a great conversation. Thank you. That's it for us. Bye. We really love hearing these stories from our creative community. So stay tuned as we will be inviting more folks to come and chat with us. This podcast has been brought to you by Jive Photographic Productions. From branding images to droning to podcasts, we are your one-stop shop for multimedia. Want to learn more? Check out jivephotographic.com. Until next time, keep it creative.